This is the Andres Segovia Show. Hey everyone, it's Andres, and welcome to another episode of the program, because today I am joined by singer and songwriter Natasha Owens. Natasha Owens, who is best known for her work in the Christian space, recently made a big old splash with her politically themed hit single, Trump Won. And believe me, the reaction has been exactly what you expected it would be. Uh, but she topped the iTunes charts last week before someone that shall not be named dropped four never-released-before songs. Not that I care. But I got a chance to talk to Natasha about the release of her song, the shifts in her career recently from Christian to the political spectrum, and most importantly, to talk about her musical journey, what inspired her, and what keeps her going. Here's my conversation with Natasha Owens. Natasha Owens, welcome to the Andres Segovia Show. Good to have you on. Thank you for having me. Well, uh, before we get uh, into everything else, I just want to say congratulations on the release of your song. Uh, last I checked this morning on YouTube, it was a, about 700,000 views, over 1 million on Rumble. Uh, and last week, it was number one on the iTunes. It's, yes, how does that feel? It was amazing for a Christian, contemporary Christian singer. We don't make it to the top iTunes charts very often, just in our genre. So it was very surreal and exciting. And I'm just glad that people are responding in a, in a great way. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure the highlight was uh, Donald Trump himself uh, posted about on True Social. What was that like when you I saw about, that? I about passed out. I was like, oh my <laughs> God, he just endorsed it. Just, right. Like, uh, so it was amazing. I know, I, uh, I saw that because uh, it, it was um, the 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 J six song that uh, that was attributed to him was uh, I guess was nuked from iTunes uh, and then yours dropped and that replaced it on the, at the first place so that was pretty I cool. I know I so hated to do that. I we were trying to get on that. We held our press release trying to get more on the tail end of that. I did not want to bump them from the top, so I'm glad that they've risen back in the charts over the weekend yeah. today. Well, it, based on a lot of internal stuff, and this kind of applies to your song too, um, it looks like it was purposely removed from iTunes for yes. his J6. And with yours, uh, I believe there's a lot of shadow banning going on with your song too. Oh, you shadow banning. They have tried from pillar to post to block this. It took two extra weeks just to get the song on iTunes and it live. Mm. When you look at YouTube, you can physically see likes and comments disappearing in, in real time. And so I saw that, you know, mm -hmm. they wouldn't like it on their side if that was done to them. But it's OK. We're going to get it out there around them regardless. They can't stop it. No, they can't. And I honestly doubt the numbers on of views that YouTube is showing. Because, like, no, I think there's some funny business going on around here. They're definitely um, and way because I would go, I've been monitoring it, and I would go on, and the numbers would be a lot higher than they were two hours after that. So people don't unview it, right? So you know that yeah. fraud, fraudulent um, happenings are happening there. But you, yeah. there's nothing you can do about it. You can gripe about it. You can file a report. But in the end... They control it. They have the say so, and it's hard to get around big tech. Absolutely, but at the same time, it's like uh, the reaction. Uh, besides the, the like the the reception that you received for it, um, the censorship was kind of expected. I'm assuming. Oh yes, I I actually didn't expect them to to load it at all. I thought it would be taken down. It's surprising to me that Facebook is the only one that's messing with us really 
you know, they're banning it. They are putting sensitive content, you know, like it's really a sensitivity video. I guess it is for anybody on the other side, snowflakes or whatever, that's a little sensitive, I guess they can melt. <laughs> so, um, and they're putting misinformation on it. So they're flagging it left and right. Um, but what are you going to do? That was expected. That was expected. But then there comes a the question, because... Um, just the nature of the song alone, Trump won. And that's the song we're talking about for those of you watching and listening. Uh, Trump won, which has uh, all those views. It's It, it was always going to be met with uh, you know that, that kind of take from big tech. And in knowing that, because I'm assuming, well, you want to get um, as much uh, pu publicity to, to, to grow your career and stuff. Um, why put that out there when you knew that more than likely they're going to try to nuke your song? You know, I have been traveling. We did an American Patriot album and I have been traveling around the country for the past year and a half. And you talk to people and the, this is the topic that comes up. Trump won. Mm -hmm. and You know it. We just can't really say it. We people get, you know, once you mention the name Trump, either people love you or hate you. There's no yep. really middle ground. And so people are afraid to talk about it, but they want it addressed. They want it um acknowledge they want it fixed. And so I just said, you know what, let's just write this song. We've been saying it for a year. We've been kind of singing some of these jingles in my own house for a year. Let's give a voice and maybe some confidence and strength to the people who feel like they can't say it. Let's get it out there and say it for them. So I'm on the, I'm a contemporary Christian singer, but I'm fighting for truth. And I believe that that mm. is the truth. And so I wanted to get it out there. Well, that makes sense. Um, I think those that are discovering you, because this is, like I said, it's it, it's been a massive hit. It's, it's a single. It's not part of the Patriotic album, but that Patriotic album came out uh, last year, if I'm not mistaken. And people that are discovering you now are going to be surprised when they realize uh, that's your first Patriotic album. And you've been in this for a, about 10 years or so, right? That's correct. You know, I, I'm an artist that has a little bit of substance to me because I, I have a story that comes with, with me. So I've been in it for 10 years. We did four contemporary Christian albums, a uh, Christmas album, deluxe version of that, and then decided to do the patriotic album last year. So uh, it's something I haven't been doing. I'm veering off in a different lane, but I'm loving it. And before we get to your story, because that's why I reached out, um, I, I was actually I'm really taken by that. It's like, oh, there's a story there that needs to be highlighted, not glossed over. Um, and before we get to that, because uh, yes, I did, I did listen to a lot of your albums after you and I uh, connected. I'll listen, I'll listen to it in the car with my children. Um, they're nine, seven, and uh, and five. And I asked, what do you guys think of this? Like, hey, we're really liking this. So this morning, uh -huh. it, it you, this weekend made for the most fun research on a guest that i've had in a while well, just because thank you. that I, means so much <laughs> all i had to do was just play your tunes uh and <laughs> for someone that's uh, i listen to orchestral um symphonic film score that that's my jam um so this was a little out uh, for me but <laughs> I, I was enjoying it and i will uh, come back to that but um before moving on to that because you said it was a shift uh, a shift from the, the christian inspirational and things and then entering the the political sphere, if you will, uh, has there been any any fallout in your circles? That's oh, absolutely. So, um, you know, Nashville. I don't know if if many people know this, but Nashville is very progressive. It's very liberal. It's touching a little bit into the country genre. It's hitting a lot in the contemporary Christian genre. It's something that I have um, 
been pretty upset about for the past few years, even even before I veered into this different lane. Um, you know, they don't stand for things that normal Christians would stand for, like life, uh, being pro-life. I'm too pro-life there. Um, and once we veered into the politics, knowing that I'm in on the conservative side, we've had some artists say that they wouldn't, they wouldn't travel with me anymore. And I mm -hmm. said, you know what, that that's fine. You know, we're, we're, sp we're spreading the message of Christ, but if these core principles are bothering you, then I don't know if I want to be on the road with you either. So I don't know at this point, especially with this song, if I'm going to actually have a home to come back to in contemporary Christian, but maybe we just blaze another path that's never been blazed before. Maybe we just start something different. I'm not quite sure yet, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting that contemporary Christian um, somehow applies progressiveness uh, nowadays where it's like, well, you know, the Ten Commandments are multiple choice and and like, no, that's either you, you take it or leave it. You don't you don't just pick and choose what you like from the Bible. And right. if you don't, you start changing it and create your own religion out of it. That's that's not well, how it works. It started to be more uh, accepting. They're also worried so much about the cancel culture. They don't want to be called yeah. racist or whatever. But at some point, I mean, when you look at the life of Christ, Jesus was very controversial. He called out the sin, yes. but yet he showed them grace, love, mercy and restoration. And so. Um, at the end of the day, we have to be like him and we have to stand up for what we believe in. Absolutely. Um, you did post something on Truth Social as a response to um, a, a reply to your, to your post. Um, you said you needed to hear that tonight. The fight gets heavy sometimes. So glad you love my music. Uh, that gives me some strength to keep going. And is, is, is that was a response because of this reaction to your song? Yeah. So, um, they just, I didn't know till today that you can see my response, but you can't see what I'm responding to. That's a little different. I, for me. I, I did. I, I did see what, uh, what you're responding to, um, oh, where did. someone was appreciating your music. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Okay, good, good. Well then that wasn't accurate information. Um, yeah, they just, I guess it was just the moment that they hit me. You know, I have, I have had some scares this weekend. I have had a lot of hate, but the majority has been just overwhelmingly, positive about it more so than I ever thought it would be. And so when I get a sweet, um, from the heart message that just says, Hey, your, your music has touched me. I really appreciate you having enough strength to do this. I want to let my fans know if, if they're going to reach out to me and tell me that at the moment, what I'm going through and thank you that, that strengthened me and that kept me, um, refocused to keep fighting because sometimes you think the weight is a little too heavy and you yeah. just get a little bit of encouragement and it keeps you going. So I appreciated that. Yeah, absolutely. And just on its face, um, anyone just reading the lyrics of, of Trump one, that's like, she's putting out a song that says that <laughs> it's like, yeah, it writes itself <laughs> for the most part. But when I first heard it, was like that in this day and age is bold and brave. You wrote that five years ago, I've been whatever, but in yeah. this day and age, like, wow. And yes, you, you are bold and brave for having done so. Yes. I just pray a little bit of protection, you know, that, that God protect us and, um, you know, getting out the truth, it has headwinds and it has consequences. And I just hope, you know, you hit a, you hit a bee's nest. You hope not to get stung, but Absolutely. Um, if we do, we do, it was the right thing to do, I think. Yeah. And, um, I want to respect your time. So, uh, it's, if we're coming up, you, you tell me, but uh, oh, I this is time as you need. I appreciate that because uh, uh, th this is the the crux of why I wanted to reach out. And you talked about your story, uh, and um, and you, you touched upon it when I saw the the piece on 
um, War Room with Steve Bannon, and you talked about your father's tragic passing. Um, is that before or after you got started in your music career? Before, way before. I was kind of set in, um, you know, my career path, my kids raising my family. And um, 12 years ago, my dad, almost 13 now, my dad was cleaning his guns, uh, dealing with a dangerous gun. There was a bullet in the chamber. With a Glock, you have to punch the uh the trigger to take the slide off and you really have to have it facing towards you. So he was sitting down, unfortunately, it hit him in the heart and life as I knew it was gone within about 60 seconds. And I was a daddy's girl and, um, I tried to be strong for my entire family. I'm the oldest, um, was the only one that had grandkids at the time. And so I tried to uh, be strong. I delayed my grief too long. And I questioned why, which is such a dangerous question because most of the time you won't get an answer. And I became very angry at God. And so the things that I spoke, I down spiraled into a deep depression. And six months into my depression, my pastor called and said, I need you to snap out of it and be our music minister. And I said, I don't, I struggle from severe anxiety, severe stage anxiety. I did. Um, and I can't be what you want me to be because I'm depressed. And so he kept calling and he kept calling and he called on a day that I can honestly say that I wouldn't be alive today if it wasn't for God crossing my path when he did. And um, that was the beginning of my my recovery road. And uh, I said yes to a position that I wasn't qualified for. But God uh, made that a training ground for what I'm doing now. And I had to get out of anxiety. I had to overcome depression. Um, and looking back on it, it wasn't I've got a lot to my story, too much to say today, um, mm -hmm. but some really cool, cool moments that have happened that um, I'll never forget. But looking back on it, every CD is another chapter of my recovery, and it wasn't meant to be that way. God's just in the details from making it through a trial to rising above to being a true warrior for Christ and standing on a firm foundation. And that means leading others into battle that not physical battle, but teaching how to get spiritual batter and, and emotional trying to get out of, um, you know, when you're going through something faith shaking, you turn to alcohol, drugs, anything to yep. numb it. And when you can't numb it, you turn to suicide. And so, um, I'm just on the, on the path, trying in the trenches, trying to help so, with that. So my career started 10 years ago and it, and the whole story was kind of backwards, um, how it happened. I wasn't, had to work my way up. It started on a massive stage with a, with a legend in contemporary Christian. And it's just been a wild ride since then. And uh, I don't quite know what God's doing right now. Um, but I, I did last year, we, we changed gears and I, I was a part of Trump's faith initiative team at the white house. Okay. And, um, but after he left the white house, politics didn't cross our path for about a year. And then it started crossing our path. And my husband said, Tosh, you, you need music. You need to do some patriotic music. And I said, you know what? I love this country so much. And even with all of its faults, it's still the beacon of hope and the greatest country on earth. And that needs to be highlighted. And we also need to highlight the sacrifice that our soldiers paid in order for us to have freedom. And when all of us went through COVID, um, we saw how easy it was because of fear. People were begging for their freedom to be taken away because of fear. And it's the mm -hmm. one thing that we should never give up. And so I just wanted to put a spotlight on 
those two topics and actually help with the profits of it, um, some veteran organizations. And so we've been able to do quite a bit of good in the past year. That's, uh, that's, that's great to hear. Um, I, I actually had something about that, about the last thing you hit about veteran support. Um, but in touching upon what you said that, that you turned to suicide and I was trying to read between the lines when I was reading about your bio and things like that, because uh, we I actually have a similar story to yours. Um, and you, not too long ago, posted on Truth Social that I'm assuming this was the moment where God spoke to your spirit. You say, you can't die looking back at what you lost. You have to live for what you have left. Was that the moment? He reached no, out to the dark abyss and pulled you out? That was the moment um, we had... We had uh, started turning to do this this musical career we had created an album called i made it through it helps mm. someone get through a trial from the beginning to the end and i that was the moment that i felt like i had truly made it through i was looking at my boys playing oh. out in the back one day and it was hot here in texas and god just spoke to me and just the, it just seemed like the sassiest voice because it, it was it was my voice in my head <laughs> And he said, you can't die looking back at what you have lost. You have to live for what you have left. And those boys are what you have left. And I remember smiling and laughing for the first time in years and actually feeling joy. I always said I put a fake smile. And if you really looked in my eyes, you saw that I was I was completely dead inside. Mm -hmm. And that was the first day that my smile actually reached my eyes. I think joy radiates from my eyes now because I'm alive again. And so I, I, it was a moment that I would never forget. And I, I got on my knees and I thanked God for helping me make it through because it was at that moment I knew I had made it. Wow. That's awesome. Um, and if you don't mind, I'm going to share a little bit of, of my story with you. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I was born and raised in a Christian family, uh, born into poverty, but you know, that never had any influence over anything of mine. It was just that's life as I knew it. I come from Compton and Watts, believe it or not. Many people don't when they get to know me. It's like, you're from where? It's like, well, I don't have the hood in me anymore, but uh, whatever. That's the that's where I come from. So my heart's always in Los Angeles. Um, but uh, I didn't come to uh, to Christ until um, I was 12 and a half, give or take, and got baptized at 16. Uh, up until that point, I had many near-death experiences that God delivered me from, but it was after uh, spiritual battles and things and me just struggling with what is the point of living and the purpose of life because uh, I, I didn't ask to be born, um, right. so I had no reason to live, and that's just how I, I saw it. So I attempted suicide five times. I'm still here, yeah. but the, in my last attempt, um, just at your moment, I had – uh, a moment where a voice in the darkness and I couldn't see anybody stand there yelling at me to put down the weapon it was a knife like put it down because if I didn't have a purpose for you I wouldn't right. have saved you from those near-death experiences oh, and it was it, it was the most powerful moment it was a voice of authority and it and it came and it's I, I there was no direction to that sound I just knew it was speaking at me and there was nobody else present and God's it's like I never I never tried again I did struggle with depression uh, just because, like, well, I'm a failure. I'm never going to add up or amount to anything. But uh, you speaking about your anxiety, I was the shy guy at the corner growing up as, as a kid. So when I eventually became um, the one at the forefront speaking uh, for those that didn't have a voice, uh, talk opening up about struggles and people like, oh, I thought I was the only one. And it's like, wait, 
so I'm not alone in this fight. <laughs> and suddenly my friends who were seemed like the most sociable or whatever, they start asking, why, why is the guy that wouldn't speak and we had to drag everywhere preaching? He's, he's up there speaking in front of hundreds <laughs> or even thousands of times. Um, like it, they, they were stunned. Like it's all God. That's all I said. It's like, it, it's not That's me. Amazing. We shall and, overcome by the word of our testimony. And you right there, just you, you've turned into a warrior looking back, helping others through making it through something. And that's, that's so admirable. I hate it that you had to go through that path, but it's made you who you are today. It's made you yeah, strong. Thank you. And, and it really is to each their own. Um, and you're, you're quoted as saying that uh, society and the church has failed in the mental health arena. Uh, society is pretty much a given, but in the case of the church, and I happen to agree with you on many aspects of this, perhaps, um, what, how do you feel that the church can do better in approaching the health arena, mental health arena? You, you know, just, I mean that in, in this alone, the church is so faith-based and that's a good thing. But when it comes to mental health, you know, society, it's something that has shied away from it. And so is the church. It, um, it's a little bit ashamed of it. It doesn't know how to handle it. So it just doesn't want to touch it. They, they, they say things like, um, or at least the churches that I have been a part of, you know, you're just not praying enough. You just don't have enough faith. And that's what I mean by faith-based. Um, and when you know, as well as I do, when you're going through something faith shaking, you're in survival mode, just trying to breathe from moment to moment. Yeah. It has nothing to do with your faith. It has nothing to do with, uh, you not praying. It has to do with the fact that it's beyond you. It is too much for you. You're too overwhelmed and you have to learn how to give it to God. And so, um, saying things like that from, you know, to me only made my situation worse because I felt like nobody cared. Right. So now I've, I've helped, um, be a voice to churches to get recovery projects, recovery type groups in the church, because people need that. We're dealing with life. Um, you know, sometimes it can, you know, a pastor can get up and do a rah-rah sermon and it, and it's great and it motivates people. But at the end of the day, when you leave that church, what principles are you applying to it? What did you learn other than being hyped up in the moment? You have to, these yeah. are real life problems that have to be addressed by the church if the church is going to be the beacon on the uh, a lighthouse on the hill. And I think they've got a long way to go, to come uh, or a long way to go in order to achieve that. No, and I absolutely agree uh, because, well, depending. Well, I, I grew up in an Orthodox background, so that was like. Some sects yeah. of this of this orthodox uh, orthodoxy would say like, oh, if you're sick, that means you're sinning. Like what? It's like no, you have to, like you have to be perfect. It's like well, if I'm if I'm meant to be perfect, then why do I need God? You know, I thought He was exactly <laughs> supposed to be that for me. And people don't understand because uh, my my parents when when I opened up about my struggles some years later, they they were crushed. They felt like yeah. failures and like I never blamed any of you. I never blamed anyone. If anybody, I was angry at God because he let me live. Like, okay, you won't let me die. And Satan won't let me live. So how what am I supposed to do in my life? That that's how I felt. And it was it didn't matter how many people you had around you that loved you and cared for you. Because I had a very love I still do. I have a loving family. I have four kids of my own now, a wonderful wife, and I couldn't ask for more. I I feel I I'm I'm overblessed in a way. And it's like how do you end up struggling and feeling so alone? It's, it's what a lot of people I, do. A lot of people 
comedians that are celebrities that are famous, you know, they, they deal with depression and suicide. That's the number one thing they deal with. We live in a society today, especially, especially since COVID, you know, everybody's behind a keyboard and technology. Every face yeah. is in a phone. Um, and when COVID hit, it, it taught us to hide our face, hide our emotions, hide our love. We couldn't touch. We couldn't hug. And it, it made it worse through COVID, 93% increase in suicides. We lost more yes. suicide than we did COVID. And um, yeah. so we live in a world today that is screwing up our identity. It's, uh, it, it's, a, it's one that is lacking love. And the church needs to be the, the loudest voice out there. But they've been silenced. And I just, I just pray, I pray all the time that leaders of churches and pastors and people sitting on the pew just have the courage to stand up for what's right, no matter what the consequences. That, that's our job. We have to try to help fix what is happening in society. And I think they're attacking our identity because our identity should be in Christ, right? That's Absolutely. what the Bible says. We're made says. in his image. So they have to understand this is a satanic attack upon our identity and upon Christians. This is not um, something that we should stand on the sidelines and be, be quiet about. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's what, uh, in exploring your music and reading more about you and now hearing it uh, from yourself, it, you are uh, an inspiration. Um, oh, you, thank you. It, it really speaks to how I heard some of your music because I'm like, it's coming from a place of pain. And if any anybody understands, like, hey, I know you're hurting, and you're probably blaming the God that created you for what that happened. But we need you to stand in front of a bunch of people and tell them how much you love them, bring the presence of God to you. It's like, hold on, you're asking me to do what? I I, I can imagine that scenario. I'm not saying that's how I played out for you, but it probably did. But what I'm saying is that you're what you're ask what people what the church would be asking of someone without if you would say being sensitive about it it's yeah. like you you have to understand approaching people and that's what separated christ from a lot of others yes there's the john the baptist approach as some people say you just call it out hit him over the head with the truth but then there was the the, the compassionate approach of christ where yes he healed multiple people from their blindness but in different ways because he had to approach them differently and yeah. That's what I feel the, the, the spirit of discernment is needed on our leaders at time in the church to know how to approach instead of, oh, you're struggling with that. I'm going to make a sermon out of that and just right. tell everybody about it. It's like, uh, that's not what the, 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 what happened to attorney client privilege, no, but it's, it just, it just seemed that way. And they have to hearing have compassion, wisdom, and love. And if you can't, if they can't approach the situation, then it's better than they don't touch it. Um, because mm. in those moments of brokenness, what they say could cause someone to go in either direction. And you want to make sure that you are speaking life into them and teaching them to speak life into their situation rather than uh, causing them to go the other way or, or get worse. Oh, absolutely. And that's why I think I, I mentioned that at the, at the beginning that people are going to be uh, surprised that they're going to know you best for your Trump one song and realize you only done one patriotic album and then seeing your body of work in the uh, Christian inspirational space. And while those are the ones that I heard a lot, uh, there, there were some that were really standing out to me. It's like that that resonates with me, especially learning a, a lot more about your story, like where that comes from, of like 
we will rise, we will stand, we will overcome, and you got me through it, I feel safe, and things like that. It's And you're not exactly mincing words, per se. Like In the Christian space, there's always like, oh, you're going to struggle, just call it a storm. Let's not really right. go into the details of it. It's like, um, no, that's part of the story. Unless, otherwise, it's all generic. So if I can describe your music that I've been able to hear, which is about three albums that I heard so far, um, that I would say it's it's sincere. It's sincere, and I, I felt it. Um, so that's why I say that uh, your music, yes, it's inspirational. And what you're doing now is inspirational. It's brave. It's bold, too. Um, it's <laughs> yeah. it's the road less traveled also. Um, but I... Yeah, it is. I, you know, really the tall tree. To I've lived by the, by the anthem of the tall trees get all the wind. Uh, when mm. an eagle soars... Uh, you know, other crows don't, don't soar. They don't fly with the eagle. The eagle flies a lot, a lot of times alone. And it's the, it's the hardest path to walk, but we have to be brave, especially in the times that we live in. Yes, absolutely. Um, and we're going to be signing off here for, uh, for the listeners and viewers, but don't, don't hang up yet. Uh, your song Trump one is as of right now, still available on iTunes. Uh, people can check it out on YouTube and Rumble as well, but uh, I, I encourage them to go support your work. And it's not just iTunes. I'm sure there's other places they can get it from, right? Yeah, well, you know, anywhere you listen to music, Amazon, Spotify, whether it's streaming or download, you you can get this as of now, uh, the as single now. available. Our plan is, uh, because we've had such a demand for uh, a request for to have a hard copy of an actual mm. physical CD of Trump One, we, it's going to be a week or two before we can get them out to you guys, but we have, we're going to have Trump one and the actual video on a, uh, a DVD that, that will play mm. in your car or your TV and uh, that you can, if you want physical products. So check back with my website, which is natashaowensmusic.com and you can find that. We've got shirts, we've got hats coming out, bumper stickers, uh, all kinds of stuff. Um, but you know, it helps to buy it on iTunes at this point because that's where the charting goes. That's where, mm. uh, you know, I'm definitely not getting a Grammy for this one, right? Even though <laughs> no. the numbers would show it. But it helps the yeah. album to go gold. It helps get it out there to bigger platforms the bigger it gets. So that would help me the most. Um, but we, what we're planning on doing, our American Patriot album, towards the end of the year, I've got Trump One. I've got a Second Amendment song coming out in a couple, couple months called The Second Protects the First. And mm. we're going to put another version of the Star Spangled Banner um, and a, one or two more songs on it. And we're going to we're gonna create a deluxe version that's going to come out December, January of, ne of you know, December 2023, January of 2024, and uh, just in time for the campaign year. So, be looking out for that, but we're providing hard copies before before that so that you can have Trump one. Excellent. Yeah, absolutely. Because physical media nowadays with all the digital erasing going on, you're going to want it in physical. <laughs> so yeah. you don't want to be digitally erased. But uh, also to a point to highlight that you said earlier, um, is it just the American Patriot album or where you mentioned that proceeds go to support veterans? Yeah, we're going to do that also with the Trump one and with the deluxe version, um, because that's where my heart is. I sang to 53,000 vets on a Daytona stage back in May, and uh, I was changed that day. And I told my husband, if I can help vets, if I can um, sing to them, whether they're soldiers or, or retired, 
for the rest of my life, I could find purpose. And so my goal in the trenches is, is I connect with these veterans because they have the battlefield of the mind when they come back from war and the PTSD and they try to be strong. And I relate to them so much because even though our situations are totally different, uh, there's a lot of similarities. And so, um, I'm just, my, my heart is with them right now because I, I just really appreciate what they've done for us. Absolutely. Um, and that's, well put and thank you so much for for doing that also and for those watching and listening you know the drill every link that she's mentioned including her social medias that i'll let you plug in here in a moment will be available on the show company's episode at the at www.thenewsagover.com natasha owens where can people follow you to stay up to date with what you're doing well you can still get me on facebook natasha owens music uh, True Social is the same. Twitter and Instagram are a little different because it was already taken. So it's Tasha Owens Music on those two. But you can go to my website, NatashaOwensMusic.com, and it will put you, you just click a button on whichever symbol of social media and it will bring you right there. So like me, connect with me. I'm always on these programs um, or the social media answering questions and you, you can get to me whenever it may take me a second with, with the amount <laughs> coming through, but I'll get Absolutely. to you. And I appreciate your support. Everyone. Thank you so much for, uh, for tuning into this episode of the Anderson Gover show. Natasha Owens, this was wonderful having you on and sharing your story. You. Um, appreciate I hope that. we can do this again sometime. Absolutely.